0: are ridiculous these guys are ridiculous
1: and we are back with another episode of the from the raptors podcast seminar here recording monday january 3rd after back-to-back boston celtics wins uh rough little three game losing streak there which we got to bitch and moan about in our last episode and now we're back to positive kind of question mark i mean the suns win was a really good one i enjoyed that but the magic win was um, about as bad of a win as you could get, even with Jalen Brown scoring 15. We can start there. J- Jalen Brown was phenomenal. I mean, that's the one takeaway you can take. He did turn he the ball
0: great. over quite a bit. Seven, I think he had.
1: He had six against Phoenix. He only had four against Orlando, though. So not
0: I thought he had that's seven. Bad. Why did I keep seeing mm-hmm. seven on Twitter? You're don't don't coming I mean, out I mean, of the gates uneducated. <laughs> sorry, gang.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I can double-check, but I'm pretty sure he only had four against uh, Orlando. But, But, yeah, I mean, regardless, I it was – it was tough. Maybe that was Minnesota. I was looking at a lot of games the other day. Let me double check before I'm the stupid one.
0: Regardless, um, it was yeah. really great to see somebody take it to another level. He did on seven. The stretch you're right. I game.
1: must have been looking at Minnesota. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah. So I think this is really the first time this whole season we've seen somebody take it to another level. Like when a game is getting close to the end, <laughs> typically they've been absolutely horrible in the fourth quarter. They kind of yeah. continued the trend for. The first, like, two, two-thirds two of the fourth and four minutes left, they kind of stepped on the gas, but him and Marcus Smart played really well. Smart had a pretty good game overall, a little inefficient, but uh can't complain too much. I thought he was really uh pivotal piece in the comeback as well, making a couple big stops, getting a nice steal. But, yeah, Brown looked great, I think it really stems down to He was attacking the basket at the end, right? He wasn't chucking a lot of threes. Made a couple big ones, which is obviously great to see. But he got a lot of his points at the rim, felt like. Yeah. Which is what I'm here for. And I think really should be the point of emphasis when it gets down to it and the game's close. Because taking these tough shots is just not the way to go. I mean, even look at the one he tried for the win there. It was a tough mid-range with, you know, four seconds left. He could have fought for a better shot than that.
1: Yeah, the shot at the end of overtime wasn't ideal, obviously. You don't want to be in that spot against a team as depleted as the Magic. I mean, they're down most of their guys anyways. Um, It it was, like I said, it was a bad win. But Jalen Brown, like you said, driving to the hoop, uh, that kind of stuff. He took 10 threes, made five. But when he's attacking, and you know me, I'm less, not even, like, hesitant. I'm more open to a lot of three-point shots. Like, I'm fine with it because I'm an analytics guy and whatever you want to say. But when you generate them by passing around the perimeter, and Scout says this on the broadcast all the time, you have to get into the paint before you get these good looks for right. threes, right? You can't just be passing around the perimeter and pulling up with a guy in your face. You need to get to the hoop and then kick it out to other shooters. That's how you generate good three-point shots. And obviously, there's other ways, you know, pick and roll, kick it back, stuff like that, pick and pop. But that's the main way the Celtics have been able to be a successful three-point offense this season. I'm doing some research right now, Sam. And this can kind of tie into stuff in the future because, I I mean, realistically, there's not much more more to say about Brown. He was fucking phenomenal. I mean, 50 points is 50 points. He carried the team on their back. What this tells me as a greater team is I think rotational changes need to be made, right? Celtics wins this season. They shoot 37.3% from three. In losses, they shoot 29.5%. To me, that tells me there's a clear... Clear correlation to Celtics winning this season. You need spacing on the floor. You need to shoot the ball well, right? And if you want to make the argument that that shouldn't be their offense and to change that that's one thing, right? And I I wouldn't fight it. You know, maybe they they could use to take a few less threes and the the progression uh, from the start of the season now is still is still true. I mean, they take a little bit <laughs> less, but if you're gonna run this offense, Ime Udoka, who I've been a, like uh, you know defended a lot this season, you got to put the right pieces on the floor. And putting Dennis Schroeder in the starting lineup next to Marcus Smart is not the way to do that. That does the opposite. That takes away spacing off the floor, right? And you mentioned before we got on here, Peyton Pritchard's taking a little step back. Yeah, he, uh, You can have a couple of bad games. I th- still think, obviously, and anybody who watches the team will, uh, you know, agree with this, he's a much better floor spacing option than Dennis Schroeder. And oh, yeah. Dennis Schroeder was, like you said, he was great at the end of that Orlando game, right? He, You needed his shot creation. You needed his aggressiveness. But throughout the first, you know, whatever half of basketball he was a mess he was a mess he he was making bad passes he was taking ill-advised shots he was missing passes i mean you saw the cut richardson made to the hoop by yeah. and at what point does udoka realize okay if i'm going to shoot this many threes i need to put lineups on the floor that shoot a lot of threes mark the pairing of marcus martin dennis schroeder has played the third most minutes of any pairing on the season why because of
0: injuries, probably, but <laughs> no, but still. even
1: still, like it just it's just so frustrating that especially that pairing together. Because in my opinion, that that pairing should very rarely share the floor together.
0: Yeah. yeah. I also I I have mixed feelings on Schroeder. I completely understand the negative side, but also to touch on the positive side, and this is a change he's going to have to make. It's not like if he keeps playing the way he's playing, it's fine or whatever. So you, we discussed the three-pointers, right? And the way to get three-pointers is by getting to the paint. At least early on in the season, he was doing a whole lot of that. There, yesterday, he was failing to get past these big guys, which was kind of concerning to see. He was just
1: forcing the shot instead of looking for a pass. Right. To like he and was just the, to shoot what him. I
0: was going to say is if yeah. he's going to be impactful for this team, he's kind of going to do what Marcus Smart has done this season and buy into the role of distributing because if he does that, he's really effective. And yes. if he's passing the ball, they're not going to be able to focus on him so much in the paint as they probably have adjusted to do, which is part of the reason he's dipped off a bit. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he needs to be on the team long term. It's just like if he wants to be the best player he can be for this team, that's what he has to do.
1: But I don't think he wants to do that. I think he wants to be the best player he can be to get paid next season. Yeah. I don't think he gives a shit about the Celtics right Well, now. he but, probably no, well, won't be on the team much longer. That's a stretch. He's, he's
0: probably not going to be cares. on the team much longer anyways. But if he, you know, if they are going to be at the best while he's on the floor, that's the play style he needs to play. He has had good games this season as trying to be – a scorer, but I really feel like he would be most effective if he was really looking to make the right pass. And some guys don't have the vision or whatever, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But, you know, to be the best fit, like you say, you either need to shoot or be the one passing, and he's not really going to be one you want shooting. So if he's going to make those drives, he as well as the team have to make the most of them.
1: Mm -hmm. And I would say, I mean, it was his first game back after covid this is probably one of his most effective games in a while since he's been on the court. Would you agree with that? Like, it's one of his better games. In well, the last it was like a play.
0: like a tale of two halves, I guess. Like, I thought he was bad. Yeah. I mean, I messaged all you guys. I thought he was bad in the first half. Like, I could, I could notice, like, a lot of dribbling, a lot of trying to create his own shot. Could not get past the big guys, which was concerning to me because he was so quick earlier in the season. Now he all of a sudden can't blow past, uh, you know, like Wendell Carter or Mo Bamba. That's bad. Yeah. But the second half, he he's, he's very. He's one of the players I trust in like closing situations. For some reason, I just feel like he probably it's probably because he elects to go to the basket uh-huh. instead of take tough shots
1: because he can't shoot.
0: Yes, so <laughs> I mean, I don't. I thought he was fine in well, crunch time. He made my he scored on back to back possessions in overtime. He looked pretty good. So
1: my point was, he was good. Because of the thing I've been saying all season, he's only good when Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown's missing. He's not effective yeah. with the other two on the court, right? You put him in lineups I don't with Jason Tatum with and Jalen Brown. I think you're right. He's just not. He's just not good. Because you need that. Obviously, if you had to choose, Sam, who are you going to put the? And this isn't like attacking you. This isn't at you because I know you would probably agree with me. If you have those three on the court, who's the last one to get the ball in your ideal world? Dennis Schroeder by far, by a mile. It I'd rather should be him.
0: Ball. Because of the talent, but I really would like to see a team where those guys don't have to have the ball the whole time. Not necessarily saying that I want them to stand there and catch and shoot. No, I just think they shouldn't necessarily be trying to create shots for others as much as as much as they are being asked to. It would be nice if there was a guy with Schroeder's skill set creating shots for the whole team, or or initiating offense.
1: I agree with you, except like you said, Schroeder's not looking to pass. No, yeah, shoot. yeah.
0: I'm not saying yeah. it's him. I'm just saying, you know, if he bought into the role, like I was saying, like if he really was like, okay, pass first, score second, you know, try and get finishes yes. around the rim. Yeah, fine. That'd be he'd be a perfect fit. He he's quick. He kind of scraps on defense, even though he's not really the best defender. Yeah, I don't. He like he manages sure. to be an irritant every once in a while, which is nice to have. But
1: I yeah. But my thing is, if he's not doing that, there's no place for him on the floor with the Jays. There's just there's not a space on in the lineup for him because if he's not passing
0: and he's not distributing and he's not he sure as hell is not shooting. So fine, put Pritchard out there, have him stand on the perimeter and shoot.
1: This is what I was gonna say. I think you need to, and this isn't saying And Pritchard's someone you
0: have for years, and he's young, and you can work with him. You know, Schroeder's gonna be Uh, gone. in the most in six months, so
1: yeah, and I I don't care like Pritchard doesn't have to start. I don't want Pritchard in the starting lineup. I think Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum one two three, is a good starting lineup. But even when one of the Jays is out, I think putting in and Pritchard over Dennis Schroeder would definitely help with floor spacing, especially if you're going to need that Jay whoever is healthy to be more of a playmaker because the other one is out. Um. And past that, I really think you need to look at taking, you know, one of the bigs out of your double big lineup and putting in Grant Williams at this point. I really think he needs consideration to be in that starting lineup. He had a, a tough shooting game against the Magic the other night. I still thought he played good defense. I still thought he did other things well. Um, and Ime Udoka is rewarding him. He's played a lot of minutes and a lot of games recently. Fun fact, when Grant Williams plays over 30 minutes, Celtics are 5-2. and two. When he plays over 27-30, they're eight and three like th- th- when grant williams plays a lot of minutes the boston celtics win more basketball games that is the formula and stats yeah. that say that well it's so, nice uh, having
0: someone that can make a three every <laughs> once in a while on the floor Andy yeah he plays
1: great defense i mean you watched him against the suns his defense against Devin booker was elite e-l-i-t-e yeah, like that was
0: a lot of great possessions phenomenal defense. And, and forcing him I, into tough shots
1: yes I really think you need to take a look at, and the guy I would personally, in my opinion, take out the starting lineup is Al Horford, and it's not a knock against Al, but if you Robert Williams is just that good, and you have that much, you know, faith in him, which Emile Doka clearly does based on his comments, I I think you need to look at adding more spacing into that starting lineup. And again, Al Horford's been great this season for for who he is as a player, but Grant Williams has been better, and you he's not the better player, but in terms of a fit with this basketball team and with the starting lineup you want to roll out there. Having a guy who can shoot 44% from three-point range is something you want in that starting lineup. Someone who can do that while also playing great defense on the other end, make hustle plays, get rebounds, is a smart basketball player. That's every, any team in the NBA would kill to have Grant Williams on their roster right now. Any other team in the NBA would kill to have him. He's 22. He's doing all of this. He's an elite shooter. He's exactly what you want on teams you know, around the league right now. And I think he needs to be a starter at this point. And I think Udoka at the very least needs to do more experimentation because after you remember the ugly loss to the Suns earlier this season on that West coast trip, obviously.
0: Yeah. It was a bad loss. You know, game, he had 21 points and 15 rebounds. Yeah. After no that game, for
1: them. after that game, Udoka said, yeah, we're going to take a look at the rotations now, you know, 27 games is enough. And since then, obviously there have been COVID, you know, issues that have forced him to make changes in that rotation. But boom, the first time that Dennis Schroeder is available, the first time that he is able to be back, he's back in the starting lineup. So that tells me Udoka didn't take anything from that time he got where Peyton Pritchard was shooting really well, where Romeo Lankford was playing great defense, granted Romeo was out last night. He's going to go back to the same rotations he's run all year long, and there's not going to be any changes. I understand that the starting lineup of Smart Brown, Tatum, Al, and Rob has been good. It's been really good. It's been a defensive juggernaut. But if you want to add offense to this team, and he's gotten a little bit better at the end of games. Like, Horford wasn't in the game at the end of that Magic game. It was Grant Williams until he fouled out. But at what point do you real? And maybe that is it. Maybe it doesn't matter who starts the game. But the yeah, fact that Graham Williams feel. is getting more minutes is good. The Schroeder thing is what really boggles my mind. Because I, I don't know. That, and it's one I thing when with. Jason Tatum's out. Like, fine. But I, I once Jason Tatum is back... If Dennis Schroeder is still getting more minutes than Peyton Pritchard with the Jays on the floor, I'm just gonna be baffled because I don't know what Udoke is watching at that point. And I'm um, his uh, in his defense, I think he's done a fine job. I, it doesn't make sense. That doesn't like there's no there's no reason Dennis Schroeder should be getting you know significant minute more minutes than Peyton Pritchard anymore.
0: Yeah, in like we've already like hammered home like it's just not the fit doesn't make a lot of sense for what. As Schroeder's trying to do while well, he's on the floor and what the team needs him to do. And I don't think they're telling him to do one thing and he's not doing it. I just think they they see, at least Ime Udoka sees value in him trying to be a scorer, and the numbers tell you differently. And this is one time I do agree with stats. Like, it's universal. Like when he's on the floor and everyone's healthy, everyone kind of plays worse. It's, it's not good. Um, smart plays significantly worse. Brown does not or, Brown doesn't really play as well either, I don't think. And then Schroeder himself does not play good. So that's three important pieces on your team, not playing well because he's on the floor.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know me. You know I'm out on Schroeder. I just – I don't know. I just don't think he fits this team. And I think, like you said, if he becomes a more willing passer, then he could fit the team. But until then, then there's just – he just just dribbles. And I understand his box score stats – Looked good against the magic, and he was good in those final closing minutes when you needed a few buckets. But Dennis Schroeder was bad. Like for the first at least half, maybe even three quarters, Dennis Schroeder was not good. He was making stupid decisions with the basketball. He was useless when he didn't have the ball in his hands. He wasn't playing good defense. He got lost. There was one point he let Tim Frazier back him down for an easy bucket at one point what are you doing like are you like that's there's no excuse for letting tim Frazier back you down for a layup that there's no
0: excuse letting the magic run you into overtime and almost lose but over overall it was just a bad three and a half quarters from everybody involved (laughs) except for probably Jalen brown but even then he was pretty sloppy so you know he he contributed a lot of the turnovers he kept it together very well in the second half but they shouldn't have no business being in a close no. game against that magic team. Regardless. I mean, that team at its base is bad. Now take away some of the best players on the team and you're still going into overtime against them. It's bad. It's bad. Yes. The Phoenix For wins sure. great, but For Phoenix sure. is playing a 1 PM game on the East coast when they're used to that being 10 AM where, where they're from. And it's their first game on the East coast. So, It's fantastic. You beat the best one of the best teams in the league. That was a good win. It was was a good quality win. But I mean, don't put all your eggs in that basket. Like it's great they won. I'm happy they won. They beat a good team. As they tend to do, they usually hang with the good teams. The problem is they don't show up against these bad teams and it makes for embarrassing losses. You see yourself under five hundred because you drop games like the one against Minnesota, like the one against the Flippers. Neither one of those games are games you should have lost. You lost them. You shouldn't have lost against the Bucs. You got up for it. You were up 19. You lost it because you don't know how to close games. That's the biggest mm-hmm. thing. So, if you really want the big takeaway from yesterday, it's that they did figure out how to close a game. They finally closed a game this season. So, good for them. Yeah. Jalen Brown played like a closer, he got himself to the basket. He made smart decisions with the basketball. Well, the They didn't even close quarter. it.
1: They had to come back.
0: They had to come back. <laughs> well, they, they had to close it, too. Like, yes. they, they played well as the clock was ticking down in the fourth quarter, which is not something you can say for very many games this season. Regardless of yeah. where they're playing from, they executed in that game specifically pretty much every time down the floor in the last four minutes and got stops. Did Orlando yeah. play pretty bad and do some dumb things? Maybe miss some free throws? Yeah. But if you really want a positive after a uh, two-and-two week that was really felt like 0-4 or maybe 1-3, I guess you can really take that Phoenix win and hang it in the rafters if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you finally played well down the stretch of a game. So good. Mm-hmm. Build on it. You have yeah, San Antonio Wednesday. You sh- You should have beat them the first time. You didn't mm-hmm. because you couldn't play down the stretch. Beat them. They're bad. <laughs> they're bad. Yeah. This isn't the pregame show. I can say they're bad.
1: Yeah, they're they're not a good team. They've... DeJounte Murray's the only They, team they were the
0: team, team that you said would be the worst this season. <laughs> I did. Before I did season. think
1: they would be the worst. And they're not. They're not Which the is
0: not a knock there. on you. I'm saying that you, the Celtics should be able to beat them. I, I throw yes. bad team around like it's nothing, but... You know, you pinned them is the worst, which I, I think did, has they, weight. And to they're it. not
1: like I said, but they, they, they're still they're close. better than. No, they're not. They're not that close. But What's they, they're record? a Bad team. Uh, let me look right now. I just know it's less so that they're not close, and more so the other teams are just a lot worse. They're fourteen and twenty-one right now. They're they're not that close. That's not yeah. as far off as you want to think. But um, they're not good. That's only three games worse than the Celtics. Yeah, <laughs> or, that's, or, that was so. my first thought. <laughs> I mean, the worst teams in the league. Magic are one of the worst teams in the league. They're seven Magic Houston,
0: right um,
1: even the Houston have separated themselves. It's really just the Magic and the Pistons are by far and away the worst teams. Yeah, Pelicans, OKC is kind
0: of bad too, but they have good wins. They're bad,
1: bad. The Trailblazers are worse than the Spurs this year. How how sad is that?
0: that is sad. At least the Celtics beat sad. them when they they saw them though. It's a good thing. Very true. Anyway, one win they got out um, west. And they looked horrible and all, except, well, the Utah game, they get a pass for, because I that was, that's unbelievable. But the rest of the games, they were terrible. Yeah.
1: Anyway, Celtics are undefeated in 2022. They can hang their hat on that. Yes. Uh, for, for now. Um. All in all, though, that December, right? Everyone, even before you got there, you pegged December as this month is going to suck, right? This yeah. month is going to suck. What What was their record in December? They played 15 games.
0: Uh... They were probably let's see, they played fifteen games. They were mm-hmm. six and nine or seven and eight. Yeah,
1: six and nine. Yeah, right. So in the grand scheme of things, it's bad, but it it's not as bad as some people thought it could have been. And I'm not trying to you know it's tough to put a positive spin when you have losses like that Clippers loss, like the West Coast strip, like the Minnesota loss. That's the
0: problem. It wasn't as bad as you thought it might have been. It could yes. have been. But you but the teams you didn't. You had potential to make to it a lot better than it was, and that's yes. the issue. It's not what it should have been at the beginning. It's what was in front of you and what you did with it. Sure, it looked really hard going in, but then everyone got COVID. For example, that Phoenix game in Phoenix, Chris Paul was the only real star uh-huh. player that played for them. Aiden was out. Booker was out. Sure, the role players stepped up. Crowder was great. McGee was great. But still, that's a game that you should have been more competitive in. The first Clippers game, you get lit up by Brandon Boston. It's embarrassing. The Lakers game, you don't even show up for. Okay, that's embarrassing. You lose a game to Philly that you should have won. I mean, yeah, COVID got you down or whatever, but you're still in position to win. You're up seven with, like, not yeah. a lot of time left, and then you collapse. Bad. Um, Jeez, which other ones really? I mean, obviously Minnesota. Minnesota. And then the Clippers game uh, were Clippers. last year, I guess. Lakers
1: game was ugly.
0: Yeah. those. I mean, Minnesota, you should have won. Clippers, you should have won both. Bucks, you should have beat them in, in the yep. second Christmas game. Should have beat them. Mm-hmm. They, you had them where you wanted them. Beat them. Close the game. Simple. I mean, th- that right there is five extra wins they should have had. They should have at least been eleven and four in the month.
1: Yeah, they they let they let could have would have should
0: it. It's not really what I'm saying. I'm saying the team needs to be better. I'm not saying all like they almost did. It's not a moral victory. It's more of like figure it out. Don't and be I think, bad. I think this
1: next stretch, next stretch, the month of January, is going to be very important for the Celtics because they genuinely have a real chance at getting four or five games above five hundred in this
0: month. Like, yeah, they, they, they should could... be able to run through all these bad teams <laughs> yes. they play. They play San Antonio, then they play the Knicks on a back. Uh, let's play. Home let's home.
1: play. Let's play Sam's January record, shall we? Let's see what Sam thinks. Did you for... Did you
0: write down the last one? <laughs>
1: I did, but I could not begin to tell you where it is. Okay. Um, can can was, you like,
0: like save this one? We can revisit. Yes,
1: it? I have this. on notes on my iPad now, so everything saves automatically. Okay. I'll mark this one down as the uh, the January. <clears throat> okay. Me, edition. I'll, I'll do my record too. We'll we'll both do records at the same time. Okay. Um, Sam's versus Jack's January record. Um, all right. Hold up. Let me let me adjust this really quick. We're gonna do wins and losses for each one. So I'm just gonna. Take some That's of my fine. Notes and move it down. Yeah, when
0: I when I pick these games and like, I'll probably be saying a lot of wins just because I feel like the team's capable of that. I I don't think this team is bad per se. I think they have issues. I think they can't shoot. I still think they have a lot of talented players on the roster. Like, you can figure out how to win games. It, it's you're you're wildly underachieving right now.
1: Yes, I I agree with you. I'll pro I'm gonna base mine on how good the team is but also um, i'll probably take into consideration do i think the team will win this game in particular if that makes huh. sense yeah <laughs> so, there'll, there'll
0: be a couple that's like oh will they show up for this and they really won't yes because that's just All how right, they so, do things but yeah, yeah so
1: celtics have not won three games they've only had one three game one streak this season and that bad. was bad yes lakers okc houston um, they're on a two-game win streak right now. They play the Spurs on Wednesday. Um, win or L, Sam. What do you? What do you think? They should win. Okay, I'm gonna also mark that down as a win in my book. Um, I think the, the Celtics show up for that game. Then they've got the Knicks
0: twice in a row. They should win both.
1: Both? Both they, are your dubs in your you, book?
0: Yeah, you're. You're not gonna agree. Like you're gonna say they're gonna lose one. Probably Thursday away
1: yeah I have the i'll I, I'll say they'll lose the first one but I
0: don't think win. they should lose it. I just don't I think the Knicks are bad I
1: agree. I think they should definitely win both but I'm gonna have them losing the first one because it's in Madison Square Garden and it's the Celtics they're about to lose one of these
0: but yes I think they <laughs> I, I think they should win the first four games of the new year at least and I don't know who's next i I think like I was looking at the schedule when like they put it up on the screen uh yesterday during the game and I like said to my, yeah. dad, I was like they shouldn't lose any of these games
1: yeah, yeah for sure.
0: Um then they got Indiana twice. They shouldn't lose to Indiana. <coughs> Indiana's bad.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go double dub as well, two wins there. Uh then they got Philly.
0: Philly they can lose. They're away. That that one okay. they it's acceptable if they lose it.
1: So you got it as an L.
0: Yeah. I, I still think they think... can win. <laughs> I think Philly got like kind of a fluky win at the Garden. They didn't have Williams. Or Williams played, I'm sorry. Or no did he play? Williams didn't play. No. and Okay. So Williams, not that I really think he would have made a big difference just because he's kind of small for Embiid, but Horford didn't play. And I think that was a big difference.
1: I actually, I think that's going to be a win. I you think if, if Horford and or Rob play, I think they can beat that. Philly that team. That's Especially my reasoning too, yeah, but I don't necessarily
0: I expect it. I think that's like, yes, I think Philly's kind of bad too, but I think Embiid's really dominant and I think they typically against the Celtics, they play better in Philly. So. Yeah. I feel like that's one that's acceptable to lose. That th- this is more of do I think it's acceptable or not for them to win or lose, or to, <laughs> for them to lose. This and you're predicting whether you think they'll win or lose.
1: Yeah, that's fine though. We can not can like that. Um, after Philly, they've got Chicago.
0: That's here, right?
1: Um, let me look. That is, yeah, it's here. It's
0: yeah, awesome. they should win. Oh, you'll okay. you'll probably go the other way. I think
1: they- I had that system. Now I don't think they can beat Chicago it should have been the first time they didn't
0: do it. so <laughs> they did. Mm-hmm. I think they i uh, I think that's if you really want to get into like if I was betting the game or telling you like a real reason, I think they're gonna win. I think that's like a bulletin board material kind of game. like, okay, last time we had them I and it was like the most embarrassing loss before the Minnesota game of the season. Yeah.
1: I think they can win. I just don't think they will. I think that'll probably be it out. Know. Um after that, they have the pelicans, New Orleans pelicans.
0: they should win. If yes. they lose that, that's going to be, like, one of them, like, the Minnesota game. Even even if, like, the Pelicans are, like, full strength or whatever, I still think they should win. I think Ingram's a quality player, and, like, you know, he's not, like, uh, what's the name of the guy that killed them in Minnesota that Greg Monroe didn't know his name? Jalen Noel. Noel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's no Jalen Noel, but.
1: Yeah. Um, that should be a win. Charlotte. Charlotte.
0: Charlotte, they should win.
1: I think that's going to be a no.
0: That's there. I, right? I it must a... be on the road. <laughs>
1: Well, I, I don't even know honestly. That is no, that's that's home.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think they should lose that game.
1: I don't think they should either. I think they Charlotte's to been be one cooled of those off games.
0: lately, right? I mean, I know they've had a lot of COVID, but
1: they have. They Charlotte have. Charlotte is off. horrendous defensively. They allow 117 points a game, but I have a bat. But they're phenomenal on offense. So I have a really bad feeling that this is going to be one of the games. Where Boston just can't score, even though like it's they just can't make shots for some yeah, reason. And okay, Charlotte's gonna come to play, so that's that's My reasoning there, they should win. I'll preface they this should for win. Those listening. They should win, but I think that could be a no. Um After that, they have Portland.
0: They should win. Portland, we just talked about it. Bad Portland, bad. I think they'll have be a dub as well. Washington, they should win. They they okay. should remember those two games <laughs> earlier this season that they kind of crapped themselves in at the end. That should be yeah. like another one. Like I said, bulletin board material. Win. Washington's bad too. They're worse a lot worse than they were at the time. Early in the season, they're they're five hundred now. They they're where they're closer to where I thought they should be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's Uh, not like they're
0: some team that all of a sudden like like Chicago that has sustained being good. They're not, they're average.
1: Yeah, I have them winning that game too. Sacramento is next after that. Yep, I agree. Atlanta after that, and the game is in Atlanta.
0: That one they might lose. I think they should still win.
1: So what do you want me to put down
0: for you? Put it. Put it as a loss because Atlanta's been okay. really good at home.
1: Gotcha. I'm also going to say that's a loss. Not yeah. that it should be because I think they can beat Atlanta. Atlanta's not even that good. But Trey Young is Trey Young, and I think in Atlanta that's tough. Uh, Pelicans again. Win. Yep, and then Miami to close out the month. Where is it? It is in Boston. They should win. Really. See, I, I think, think And I rough. think
0: Miami's, like, for real. Like, I think they're good. But I think you should win that game. Yeah.
1: Because it's in Boston.
0: Yeah. I mean, you you beat the doors off in the first time, which could go the other way. Like I said, like uh, the Chicago oh, game, yeah. the Washington games, like they might come in and remember it. But they've shown they can play well against that team this season at full strength.
1: Okay, so you have, you have 13-2 record in January.
0: Yeah. That's close to what it should be. In my opinion, so is think, is that
1: what you're expecting, or is that what you like? That's like the the what what's the floor?
0: The floor should be maybe eleven and four. Okay, maybe you drop. Let's see which tough ones. Uh, I still don't. Think you had them winning.
1: The you had them winning both New York games. You had them winning the Chicago game. Maybe they, they um, might
0: lose to Chicago, and Miami, I or Charlotte.
1: And Miami. Th- also- those
0: are the two games I don't think I would be like furious if they lost. I'll be like a little disappointed that they didn't get up for it unless like they completely embarrass themselves or something. But I still don't think they should lose to the Knicks.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you have the Celtics. I had them at 10 and 5. That was my prediction for the month of January 10 and 5. Yeah. <laughs> um at the end of the month according to Sam, the Celtics will be <laughs> 31 and 21. If I cuz they're 18 and 19 right now, right? Yeah. Okay. 31 and 21, and I have them being 28 and 24. I think 28 and 24 is very realistic.
0: It's probably more realistic than 31 and 21, but they really need to get their head out of their ass. And if there's any time any time to do it, it's now.
1: Yeah. And I think the floor, as painful as it is, I think the floor is another 500-month. I mean, it's, Yeah, if it's, it's
0: a 500-month, then you really have some – you have some discussions to have. And that's right
1: before the deadline, too. That's why I'm saying this month is going to be the most important month of the season for the Celtics. I have our predictions here um, for those watching.
0: If uh, if, they, keep track of these. if they go 500 this month, I am not going to be somebody that you're going to want to talk to. <laughs> or I'm not going to be somebody that's going to want to talk to you
1: about the Celtics. Also valid. Also valid. So I'll ask you this. If they go 500 this month, or even if they underperform... What are you doing at the deadline if you're Brad Stevens? Like what's what what do you do? And it obviously I'm depends on the reason. I'm selling. I'm not gonna selling? like I'm what not gonna
0: selling? bring in people to help them. I I you can get rid of Schroeder, see what you can get. Who else is like kind of expendable? I don't think Richardson's expendable. I'd like to see him stick around. Especially his contract's kind of tradable. Is or, smart expendable? Or, no. No, it's not okay. his fault. He's playing well. He's expendable in an off-season deal unless like they're going to like trade for like a megastar at the deadline or something. Mm-hmm. I mean if like they're going to go get I guess you could say Bradley Beal, but I don't know. I don't Do, know Bradley one Beal. one of them type guys? Yeah. All right, maybe depending on what the situation is every, or Simmons or something like that, yeah. But besides that, I don't really want him off the team. I think he Was it you that said like he's you feel like he's kind of been the best player all year?
1: Bobby or, said that. Bobby said that. that. I
0: think Bobby's that, a yes. smart guy. So I kind of agree with that. <laughs> I, I think it's a fair take. Yeah. Um. So I don't think, no, I don't think you should be getting rid of him. I think he's done an exceptional job of trying to buy into his new role of taking smarter shots. Sure. He still has games where he's not efficient. Fine. But he's been really great at passing. His sister turno- turnover ratio was really great. <laughs> Which is important if you want him to be the point guard. You on this team?
1: stats guy, Sam. They should call you. Wow.
0: <laughs> there was something with stats that I wanted. Oh, um, you talked about uh, like not being like that against threes because of analytics. Yeah, and I was thinking about what John said the last time about if you make forty mid ranges, you only need to make 27 threes to match the points. The problem with that is, okay. You have the same amount of points. You're scoring on less possessions. It makes it easy for the other team to go on a run. That's the problem with that. That that's the that's the thing that's not going to show up in your calculator.
1: I guess, yeah, but
0: <laughs> that's but like that, a mega important thing. What, like, if you're just out there chucking, if you miss 13 <laughs> extra shots, that's 13 extra rebounds they get to get out and run in transition possible. Yeah, and typically also missed threes or long rebounds that can lead to that. So, not saying it always does. Stats might not no.
1: I understand it, your point. <laughs> And I was I, I truly on the believe it's
0: better to score the same amount of points if you're scoring on more possessions than to score the same on less. It just doesn't make I think sense it, to
1: me. I think it largely depends on how good your defense is playing.
0: And I also think shooting threes is lazy a lot of the time. Mm, I think I there are good looks they get from three that they create and guys miss them. However, I think a lot of the Tatum threes are lazy. And even Brown yeah. is lazy sometimes I think threes.
1: I think threes... When you take the right threes, are some of the least lazy shots in the game? Because in order to get the good looks, you have to drive to the, you have to ball movement, you have to drive to the paint, you have to do all these things in order to get that look. Like most, yeah. if not all, of Grant Williams threes are some of the best looks. Yeah. The no, most, no, no, I agree. Like the hardest looks to get because the Celtics run good offense. When Jalen Brown is cooking the right way and he's getting those shots at the wing off of you know motions or, or your plays or whatever. Those are good looks to get. Like you said, the Tatum step backs, the Jalen Brown turnaround middies or whatever. I don't want to see looks. any
0: guys before like six seconds on the shot clock coming off a high screen at the top of the key and pulling a three. I don't. Yeah. Unless you're like on fire, like Tatum will do it in the first quarter of a game and I don't get it. It's like work harder, get a better shot, go to the basket. Don't shoot that shot. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. You're sh- what is Tatum shooting? Like 34% from three. Poor guy uh, just had COVID. And I'm already ripping him. <laughs> like, really he hasn't sure even played sure again. And
1: I'm already ripping him. But I think it's less. I think Tatum, yeah, he's shooting 38. Oh, he's being 9. generous. Yeah. 32. So,
0: <laughs> I think I said this either on the pregame. I, I definitely said on the pregame because people were going at him. If you don't want Marcus Smart taking that shot, then don't want Tatum taking it. Yeah. They're shooting the same percentage.
1: Mm, more or less. But yes.
0: Well, career smart is about what Tatum's shooting this year. Yeah. So, there and, you go. And in.
1: Defensive smart, he's taking the least threes than he's taken in three years. He's taken significantly less threes than he has in years past. And he's taking... smart uh, I saw Andrew, Andrew, our our buddy Andrew Doxy tweet this out. He's taking the highest percentage of his shots as twos in his entire career. Which is great. It's phenomenal. It shows, like,
0: we already kind of talked about this. It shows you he's buying into what they're asking him to do. Now, imagine if Schroeder was doing the same thing or being asked to do the same thing. We don't really know what's going on. I don't think... I don't really think Schroeder's a hard ass that's just trying to like make the team worse or not listening to the coach. I do think he has um, a nice ulterior motive. You know, he, he would like to yeah. get paid. But I don't think he's, like, sabotaging the team or ignoring what they're telling him to do or anything like that. I just don't think it's being asked of him. But still, I think – imagine if Schroeder was doing that is really what I'm trying to say. If he was really yes. distributing the ball, taking down a lot of threes, it would be great.
1: I agree. I agree. And hopefully he can do that. Marcus Smart's been phenomenal this season, I I think. And you said that. You agree uh, as well. Um, The way he's attacking the rim, the way he's taking smarter shots, the way he's making the extra passes, setting everybody up. And not to mention his defense is back at an All-NBA level, which last season a lot of people were questioning. He's back. The, The most steals he's ever averaged in his entire career is this season right now. So... Shout out to Marcus Smart, and the best part about it is he has the ball in his hands more than ever. I mean, I can check his usage percentage, and his turnovers is right around career average, so he's not he's not turning the ball over either. Um, so yeah, shout out Marcus Smart. I do want to check in at another stat that we talked about. <coughs> Excuse me, it is the um the the threes because earlier this season I remember we were looking at they were taking significantly less threes since the start of the year. I want to look at where that number's at excuse me um now i'm looking at the month of december on and we'll see uh where the celtics are at threes wise what's an ideal number of threes per game for you sam i'll also give my number um and i'll give you some 25 to
0: 30 and if you're shooting well then you shoot more all
1: right the league average right now i'll tell you i don't care what the
0: league averages i'm telling you what this team should shoot with the shooters they have the non-shooters they have on the team
1: The league average right now is 35.53s a game, which is the most ever in NBA history.
0: Of course Um, it is. It'll be probably (laughs) a new league high every year. It has been. It's
1: been a league high for every year for the past uh, since 2011, 2012. It's been a new league high every year since then. Um, This year, the Celtics as a whole are taking, let's see uh threes this season celtics why can't i find them they're 12th in the league and threes attempted per game at 36.5 yeah they're shooting about
0: they five to ten more than they should be
1: <laughs> okay and they're shooting 33.3 percent on those looks yeah um which is also league average for three-point percentage is also tanked this season which is uh interesting league average for three point percentage is 34.8 percent which is the lowest it's been since Oh wow. That's the lowest it's hold oh, oh my god. Um it's the lowest it's been since 1999. Which okay. is kind of crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> I didn't know that. But um
0: yeah. The Celtics are Month... below average shooting threes on the lowest shooting season across the league in this millennium. They yeah. should not be shooting 36 threes a game.
1: Month of December is th- around 36. So they're 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 apparently stuck on 36. And like I said, Sam, when they shoot better, obviously they win more games, but the the correlation is so stark. Like, it's not like, it's not to the point where you can say like, oh, you know, defense, offense, whatever. Their three-point shooting at this point in the season determines whether or not they win games for better or for worse. And so at that point, I think, like I said, I said this earlier in a broken record, you got to put out rotations that can shoot and that can play the style of basketball that they're fixated on playing.
0: Yeah, and to... Kind of jump on that. We talked about what we think they're going to do this month, wins and losses. So we we discussed what they're going to do at the deadline if they're bad, but if they're good, I think they should invest in what do you one trade? more guy that could shoot.
1: What do you get rid of though? What do you trade to do that?
0: I don't know. Like, like bring in like trade Schroeder for someone like that makes no money and just can shoot threes. Like
1: you're not going to get anything useful for sure. I don't think I don't think you're anything useful, Schroeder. Because I don't think you're like there's no team out there that would sell you a useful asset for Dennis Schroeder. Just because if they're useful, they're going to be useful to them, and if they're trading for Dennis Schroeder, they're going to be a team trying to compete right now. I'm sure you can you
0: can figure something out. Someone can fit in the TPE. I'm pretty sure Terrence Ross fits in a TPE, and I don't think Orlando really needs him. So he does fit into TP, yeah. That's, that's someone he had. <laughs> I would really like to see come off the bench. I would also like Dennis
1: Schroeder. I would love Dennis Schroeder, he'd be cool. Or not Dennis Schroeder,
0: yeah. You would Don't love, love Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder.
1: I would love Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross would be great. Yes, um, that, that's someone
0: undefeated. that I would be interested in. I, I think it's more about the TPs than anything.
1: Yes, TPs are huge, and you've got, you've got two big ones and one smaller one. You've got around 17 million. For Evan Fournier, you got around 9 million for Tristan uh, Thompson. Shout out TT. Um, and you've got around 5 million, 6 million for Kemba. But Terrence Ross does, <coughs> excuse me, fit into that Evan uh, Fournier one. Yep. Uh, would be funny if we used the Evan Fournier TPA in another Magic
0: Orlando spot. Magic player, yeah. yeah. But that—that's that. an example, and really the prime target I would say is if you're playing well. I'm sure you can get him for nothing. I don't know what his contract, how long it is, or whatever. If it expires, does it expire? At I think the end it of the ends. Season?
1: I think it's over at the end of the season. But I can't okay, well, it. if that's
0: the case, then you really can get him for nothing, and if you can, then you do it. But as far as I'm concerned, if you're going to win those games, you need to. I don't know. I I I still don't think this team is like bad. I think they play bad a lot of the time, but I don't think they are bad bad. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. They're they're playing under what they should be playing. Like they're they're not they're underperforming expectations for sure. Terrence Ross, by the way, he Nope he has this year and one more on the books. <coughs> so he has this year and then he's also under contract for the twenty two, twenty three season. Um and I think if I didn't just lose him he makes less money next year. Although uh, I can't I can't seem to find where it turns. Oh yeah. He makes twelve point five this year and eleven point five next year.
0: Ross that's does? Us. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'd be interested to see what they're asking for him.
1: Yep. Other guys around the league, you could potentially pry away. Um if the Blazers decide to sell, you could maybe look at a Larry Nance or Robert Covington. That's that's a team.
0: I don't know if you um, need Nance covington i would like but nance i'm not covington. so sure you need just because grant's been playing so well and he'd probably play a similar role to grant on this team in the rotation it just doesn't make sense <laughs> to me to bring him in but yeah covington is someone i think would be nice that would be nice to have play yeah. defense and shoot the three all right
1: yep you look at indiana uh justin holiday jeremy lamb tory craig those kind of yeah guys. that's
0: fine tory craig someone i'm actually kind of. i was watching like a pacers game and i was like that that would be an interesting person to see what they could get he's him. a
1: cool dude he's a good guy um looking around here. I'm looking at this relative salary. And those are the main guys because you obviously got to look at these worst teams. There's not going to be like, like under, a, but... a
0: bunch, a bunch of guys, but yeah, like someone that can help you score, help you make threes, help you execute some of these great looks that you're getting a lot of the time on offense like we talked about. It's just I don't know. I, I don't know if this team's proved they're worth investing in yet If if you're Brad, but if they have a good month well, here as they should the, then yeah the, thi-
1: the thing is i think it's it's foolish not to invest uh, simply because oh, the I tps so. just because the tps expire
0: right well like, uh, they don't expire right away in the off season like that for like we talked about with john like that fournier one last... one of them
1: does i know one of them will die out
0: before the ones the that do yeah it would make sense to use them i agree but it depends what you have to give up, too, and what you're getting yes. back. Like what, you well, still have to make it worth like it for an, yourself. If you're talking
1: like an Evan Fournier deal, I don't think it matters. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, you, if you're trading oh, two, that doesn't three matter. seconds. No, give away a exactly.
0: second round pick that you're not going to use. Fine, yeah.
1: I think if the Pacers and the Magic are selling, obviously the Magic As would be selling right The Ross.
0: Pacers absolutely should be selling. Like they are. I know, but garbage. they
1: haven't yet, so I would hope they should.
0: They haven't yet, but they announced they are.
1: <laughs> I know, which is weird. I think you could realistically get one or two of those pieces, and I think it'd be in your best interest. Real, like as, as sad as it is to trade one of these young guys you have in the Celtics, right? Because you can't. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, you it would be fantastic.
0: To... Like they'd trade one of them. And then, like, whoever it was would play better because they're going to get more minutes on these bad exactly. teams. Exactly. That's just how works, And then it people would be like, see? Why
1: are they trading these guys? That's how the world works. People just, don't understand that opportunity like, equal success.
0: Just like with, like, Desmond Bain, not that he wouldn't have been good on the Celtics, but he's got extended run. He wouldn't have gotten the same, same chance. I don't think so. I don't think he so. Wouldn't.
1: I said he, he wouldn't have gotten the same oh,
0: chance. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't myself. have. Yeah, yeah he no, wouldn't no have. shot. People just don't like understand that. People love to say, they missed on this guy. They missed on that guy. They weren't gonna. They were not. Aren't necessarily the going only to get wrong. player
1: I think that would have still had the same amount of success as Matisse Tybel because he was on the Sixers, and I think he would have gotten a similar chance on the Sixers. Yeah, he would. Especially if you give him Carson's minutes, because Carson did not. Yeah,
0: no, no, no. I agree with that one. That one I think would have been valuable to keep around. But like, <laughs> and besides, you, you that, could argue like, for
1: Desmond Bain maybe over Neesmith, but even that's like, mm, just know, like he
0: wouldn't have gotten minutes. He would have been tough. Like people don't understand that when they compare these things, even like smart people like Tim. Tim's like a guy that won't necessarily agree with me on that. Like he'll be like, ah, oh, like whatever. Like that guy, um, you know, he would have been fine here regardless. Like that's just not. I mean, Main it might is
1: on the line, but
0: there, there is no way of actually knowing that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the you know, people, you can't, you can't. The Garrison Matthews uh, thing is, I know there, he, there's no shot he would have cracked the Celtics rotation. Garrison Matthews, Max
0: Struess, um, yeah. Even you like Javante
1: Green, you put him in the right situation, he's balling. He's a great piece.
0: In yeah, Javonte I mean, he right. was on the Celtics. He kept him. So I know. What do you want? I mean, you can't. Just stuff like they that. were justified not playing him. It's like who on that when he was on the team, who would you have played him over? Really, no. One. My
1: point, my point, is if you take one of those young guys, you take some picks, you bring back, you know, one of Jeremy Lamb, Torrey Craig, Justin Holiday, and then you go get Terrence Ross. I think your bench looks a lot better probably than what it does right now excuse me and what in you know all in all and another hot take we don't even have to talk about this because we can wrap up here in a sec i think jabari parker should probably take ennis canter ennis freedom's minutes at some point here just just saying for spacing reasons just i i don't think realistically what's the benefit of having
0: ennis freedom on the floor over jabari parker rebounding sometimes when he decides that he's big enough to guard some of these guys (laughs) not that he's a good defender but he's he's physically large enough to be in the way of somebody
1: I'm just saying, situationally, if you have yeah. Grant Williams, too, like yeah. Grant Williams. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's besides the point. I think you get Terrence Ross. You get one of those three indie guys I mentioned. Did, did Freedom play on Christmas?
0: <coughs> no, he was so out. He went out because then they had to bring in Aminu and um, they didn't the play, other guy. You, Aminu didn't play. He didn't play, but they had to sign him. Oh, they had no yes, big yes,
1: yes. And Norvell Powell.
0: Yeah. So, all right. If they had him in that game, they might have had a better time trying to slow Giannis down in the Japari Parker minutes is what I mean. Like there are situations. And the
1: Wancho minutes. The Wancho minutes need to go. Where it makes
0: sense for Cantor to see the floor. I (laughs) I understand. But I don't think he should be playing extended minutes. I just think it's nice to have a person that is physically large enough to be in the way of another physically large person on the other team.
1: Yes, I also think you could probably find a better physically large person around the league somewhere, even in free agency. <laughs> I'm just out on freedom too. Anyways, um, that's all I have on the docket. Anything else you wanted to bring up before we get out of here?
0: Um, we were talking about something else before. I said let's go back and talk like positives at the, like if they if they do do well in uh, January, what you should do. I don't remember what it was though.
1: I think we were just gonna talk about like who you could add. Like, okay, maybe you're thinking Buddy Healed. Well, know.
0: I, I do want to say a few things. First off, I do, if they do decide they want to like improve the team, I don't want them to trap themselves. If they think they can do something better in the off season. Cause I don't think it's worth compromising that for this season. I don't know if you're going to win. It. I mean, you could win. I mean, who knows? it's just how it goes. You never know what's going to happen. And also I would like to see how Neesmith does after coming back from COVID. I think this is a good opportunity for him. I think they're kind of looking for him to be able to make some threes here. They've been begging for someone to do it, and yeah, this would be a nice time for it to happen.
1: <laughs> I hope so, I, and I hope he gets the opportunity to do so. But I don't He's know. He's gonna earn
0: it. It's not. It. I don't think it should be just given to him. I think he should get some run, and if he plays, he has well, to be given running. the
1: opportunity to earn it,
0: though. Yeah, it's literally like a revolving door. Like you can, yeah. you can. It's like a dog chasing his tail. You're never going to get to the exact point of it because both sides are right. It's just tough. He he definitely yeah. hasn't played well enough to cement himself in the rotation, though. No, he's and had Pritchard some. Had. Pritchard has. Pritchard has,
1: and I really hope that. And we saw it a little bit in that Magic game where Schroeder got all those minutes. I think he's gonna fall out of the rotation again, which is gonna frustrate me because I think he deserves to be in it. Yeah, yeah, he deserves to be fall in out it. Again. I, I he fits
0: better. That. I uh,
1: I agree. We don't have to say any more than that. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, we just reached ten thousand total plays on the podcast all time. So thank you very much for that as well. We appreciate the support. Um, you guys can check me out on Twitter at Jack Simone Check us out on Twitter at Bannertown USA. Uh, and yeah, go ahead, Seth.
0: Yeah. Again, thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you are a regular listener, we always appreciate it. Or anyone who really listens. We got to 10,000 one way or another. Um, that is a number we can throw <laughs> around at guests, uh, potential guests now saying, hey, look <laughs> at us. So who knows? Maybe you'll get to hear us talk to some cool people. Not that we don't already do so. I mean. We have some pretty great people on, have had we great do. people on. Shout um, out. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, we appreciate those people that always come chat with us, friends of the show, of course. Um, but, yeah, Jack and I have a lot of fun doing this. We have a lot of fun doing the pregames. I have been MIA from the pregames ever since they sent me into cardiac <laughs> arrest on Monday. But I will be back this week for sure. I just been a busy week. Um, P.S. Thank you very much for listening. You can follow Jack at Jack Simone MBA. Follow Bannertown at Bannertown USA. Follow me at Samuel France NBA. That's our show.